Hello, and welcome to Gaming Fix, episode 200, 100, I, where, where am I? Who, who are you people? What am I doing here? No, wait, no, 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 wrong podcast. Uh-oh, sorry. What's good, Internet, and welcome to Session 57 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your techno wizard from the ancient lands of Shanka. Where do you get this stuff, Getty? Alex Arona. With me, as always, is our very own Turtle in Time, Joel DeWitt. Joel, you are Donatello. Number one, I'm Aline Arno, the strong leader. Number two, why are we mixing up our references here? It's really dissonant. (laughs) You have all these different kind of themes going on. But uh, anyway, vote for me for November in our first Super GG election. That's not a thing. Unless my other co-host, Eric Getty Gettinger, is trolling me. Getty, what's the meaning of this? Oh, hey, Alex. What's the matter? A word you might lose to Joel? We should announce the results at our Extra Life coming up in November. I don't want to think about Extra Life right now. Let's make that a stretch goal. Yep. Well, we have a special guest with us again to close out our March mashup. It's your girl's favorite gelato flavor, Andre Cole, visiting from Gaming Fix. Andre, do your co-host try and overthrow you? It's a monthly thing here. Absolutely not. I rule over Gaming Fix with an iron fist. No one dares oppose me. I'm firm but fair, and I constantly mispronounce names to show people that I could replace them at any time, Alec. Shit, I gotta write all this down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Andre, teach me! Uh, maybe. We'll see. This, you can, this can be your audition. This week we get all looty-shooty in the backlog, continue to look at some quarantine news, and see what it takes to lead Gaming Fix with Andre. First up is our super-powered Early Adopters. Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and somehow I tricked, uh, I tricked our guest into bringing some fresh content. I didn't really trick him, per se. You kind of came pre-prepared. You, like, said, what about this game? What about this game? What about this? I'm like, oh, man, you are you got some stuff you're playing, huh? I I play a lot of games. I'm on spring break. No, not even social isolation, quarantine stuff. I'm just on spring break. Just a happy coincidence. <laughs> and I, I play a lot of games. I buy too many new things. Hey, I got Persona 5 Royale in the mail. So that's coming soon. I played, I played like 50% of Persona 5, replayed 50% of Persona 5 last year, and I went, what if I wait for Persona 5 Royale? But then I went, I just played the beginning half of this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know Just if do I'm it again. Now. I don't know. Again, I... And all the, all the new content is at the end, it is. I think. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. You have to replay the whole game, I think, yeah, to get to it, too. Like, if I can't transfer my save, That's I, I, exp- I, I explained it this way. <laughs> They've been doing this since the jump. They did, it, they did it with Persona know, 3, Persona 4, now they're doing They can, like, but that stuff, like, you know, those were older consoles, like, I, and, like, Persona 4 Golden was on the Vita, so, like, I could see why your PS2 save wouldn't go to the Vita and stuff like that, but, come on, this is 2020, let us pull our saves from, like, or, like, your new game save, you know, uh, something like that. Let us pull that into Persona 5. Or at least get now, some, like, it doesn't seem like, like some bonus thing. content or something, right? Like some extra, like, oh, you get a costume. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of DLC costumes for Persona That is, that is true. <laughs> right, uh, some of them are sexy. That is also true. Okay, so, Andre, you brought the first, the, let's go to the first one, Doom Eternal. 
Doom Eternal. Yeah. Uh, has, has anyone here played Doom Eternal besides me? Oh, nope. I got four games coming up in the next two weeks, so I got to right. uh, Doom 2016. Uh, anyone... Okay, you played Doom 2016. Yep. That's a start. Uh, so what if they took Doom 2016 and then they added, like, ten more mechanics into it? And stressed you out, right? Uh, eh, I mean, I don't think it stresses me out. There's a few... There are a few, like, bad enemy designs or, like, weird choices. Um, Like, every time you get to a new enemy, it pops up a tutorial screen and is like, here's how you beat this enemy. Instead of letting you, like, experience it yourself. Like, you can turn off the tutorials, but, like, you fight a boss and then it'll stop you right at the beginning of the fight. It's like, here's how you beat this boss. Shoot its shield with this gun and then you blow up this thing and then you can kill it. I'm like, oh, That's I very Nintendo. That's very Nintendo yeah. levels of hand-holding. That, that's surprising. Yeah. yeah, and I don't remember Doom 2016 doing that. Uh, it kind of just let you figure stuff out, but I guess they went so heavy on the mechanics in this one that they're like, there's too much here. We, we got to help people out. But I don't know. It's weird. I started playing... Uh, so Doom is uh, the... But one of the oldest first-person shooters, for those who don't know, uh, and came back in 2016 with like a full reboot that kind of brought it back to its roots as just a fast-paced uh, first-person shooter with lots of guns and killing demons and gore and whatnot. Doom 2016 took place entirely on Mars and ends on like this big cliffhanger. Yep. Yep. Doom Eternal just kind of skips the fallout of all that. <laughs> And just starts you in the midst of, like, you're on Earth, and you're hunting down some, like, hell priests, and you have no idea, like, context for anything, like, who are these hell priests, how did I get back to Earth, because you're, like, trapped and, like, imprisoned at the end of Doom 2016, and they just kind of skip over all that. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Samuel Hayden, or... Satan, Satan, Satan. Yeah, he like traps you and steals like the Hell Crucible or whatever demonic crucible, and then he goes back to Earth with it. Which and you were trying to destroy that thing, um, and then they're just like, no, it, that doesn't matter. Yeah, we're gonna skip ahead some amount of time, like indeterminate amount of time, and you're on Earth, and it's taken over by demons. There's Hell Priest. There's like this giant Titanic thing that's just walking around. And then you finish that first level. Then you go to your space station that's just floating around Earth. Wait, what? It's like a castle yeah. or something. Uh, Wait, you, it, you have it's a like, space station? Yeah. Uh, so it's like this hub uh, kind of thing where you like can go around and you've got uh, like upgrades. So you can get like extra mods there or like, you know, power up abilities. It's got this rune system, kind of like um, Hollow Knight, or if you're playing Ori and the Will of the Wisp, where mm-hmm. you can have, like, three um, runes equipped. And there's, like, nine total in the game. Um, so, yeah, there's they packed a lot in here with, like, the flamethrower, the rune... Uh, were the runes in the first one? Or they they were. I believe those were. You get them from the yeah, challenge. Okay. You could unlock them by doing challenges. Yep. Okay. Way yeah. to go, Alex. You played a game. <laughs> <laughs> mean. So, yeah, uh, it's I haven't I haven't played Doom 2016 since 2016. Um, 
and I really like that. And I like this one slightly less. Like, the humor isn't quite there. Or, like, there's a few very subtle moments, but it's just, it doesn't hit the same way that it does in uh, 2016. But I think the lore, if you actually take the time to read all the lore entries, is pretty interesting and good and starts to make some of it make sense. Do they sense. get into the Samuel but, Hayden stuff, or is that just, like, happening in the background and you're just, like, not privy to it? Uh, like, like... Sahaden is in the game um, but not until about midway through light spoilers but even then they don't really like address what happened after Doom 2016 (laughs) so you know uh, that was a little weird they just like you know what none of that matters it's not important Um, so they like on some level what they do is funny with the Mm -hmm. lore to like flesh out Doom Guy even more as like a character, but he's not like B.J. Blaskowitz level Death. of like characterization and humanity. Yeah, uh, well, it's just he like, wasn't he wasn't even a real character until the second uh, game came out, Wolfenstein Two. The first, yeah. well, in the remake or the uh, whatever you want to call them, the newer the games. Yeah, yeah. Then they were like, here's some hey, story. Hey, like, get yeah. I did. I don't think I we needed that. With Jimi Hendrix. I felt for BJ. <laughs> yeah, but he still didn't have like a backstory. No, but, yeah, uh, his his whole backstory was oh, I don't even remember. But yeah, I mean, he but he was a character, whereas Doom Guy is just like doesn't speak and just kills demons. All he wants to do is kill demons. But they try to like what they try to flesh out the history of who is Doom Guy, which is <laughs> like funny in the like the story they tell, kind of like it's. It's a really interesting lore. So they actually but, give him like a backstory as like a person. Uh, kind of. But not like, necessary, right? Like it doesn't give him humanity, but it like it tells you the origins of him. Kind of. <laughs> this is all. This is uh, all very in the middle. This when is, you said it, space station, from there on, I was like, none of this is relevant. <laughs> uh, Just let me kill demons. Like. Well, because some of, I guess, I don't remember the lore, again, I don't remember the lore from 2016, or maybe I didn't read it, but there's lots of stuff about, like, other races, and, like, there's, the demons are a race, and then there's, like, the Argents are a race, Argent Diner, or whatever. So there are, like, three different races of people, like the humans, the demons, and the Argent, or whoever they are. And that might have actually been a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... It, it, this game delves a lot more into that third race um, of like the makers and stuff, and it's very interesting. Joel, uh, you never yeah. played 2016, but I have highly encouraged it. The reason being is that they don't give the character any kind of story or backstory, but that's like the joke is that people keep trying to give him story and try to tell him what's going on, and he cares like he doesn't give a shit he literally the the yeah. game starts you wake in and he goes well let me, so like there's a tv screen he goes let me tell you what happened so and he literally punches the screen grabs a gun and just starts running <laughs> and then like yeah. even like there's robots uh, that try to give you upgrades and he's like they're like which would you like to do and it's all nice and happy and he literally rips his arm off rips the robot's arms off and yeah like punch them. punches yeah. the robot yeah i mean like that kind of self-aware humor is appealing to me. The problem is the genre this game's in. Like, 
this whole conversation, Doom sounds interesting, Andre, but the only thing that really pulled me in was when you referenced Ori as an example for... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But even that, that's in 2016, and that's, you know, that's just, like, an upgrade thing, and they don't... Maybe I was playing wrong, or I was only playing on normal, but, like, that stuff didn't feel like it super mattered. Mm -hmm. I did hear there's platforming, and does that feel fluid or like it 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 fits with the gameplay or Uh, yeah i think the uh movement is pretty good uh some people have complained about but i don't think there's anything to really complain about a lot of it is to get like collectibles and stuff but there is like some stuff to get through levels and whatnot Mm -hmm. and it works well enough there's maybe some tuning they could do with like the swinging bars um because like they can be kind of easy to miss but most things actually work pretty well i think and it's fun to, like, move around the level and, like, the combat arenas are set up to, like, want you to use platforming to, like, get around and avoid enemies and get new, ta- like, tacks on where you're attacking from. Are there slides and wall runs or things that help boost your speed as you're going along? Um, so you've got a dash and you can get some momentum going. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how it works. I'm sure there are people who are, like, figuring that out. But you can get moving pretty quick. Um, but there's no, like, wall runs, but there are, like, bars you can swing on, and you've got, like, a double air dash and a double jump mm-hmm. um, pretty much from the And then get-go. the dash is multi-directional? Yeah, so you can just dash, like, freely in any direction. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you can, like, jump forward but then dash backward or dash to the side or whatever, and then you get an upgrade. Like, one of the runes is, allows you to have, like, more free movement in the air. So, yeah. That there's a lot of stuff going on. There. Is it sub- substantially they, longer uh, than 2016? Okay. I don't think so. Um, like, because 2016 did a thing where, like, kind of halfway through, you go through the levels kind of in reverse after, like, the space, like, the base has been destroyed and you've got, like, hell levels and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's all, like, continuous, whereas this one has got, like, the hub stuff in the space station. Um, like the levels feel pretty long. Like it, it felt like about an hour per level, mm-hmm. maybe, um, maybe longer, maybe not quite, depending on uh, difficulty and how well you do and whatnot. But I felt like it was a decent length. Um, but maybe some of the fights were a little tedious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think it's worth checking out if you really like Doom 2016. But I don't think it's like a game people need to run out and play. Okay. Okay. But you're you're happy you played it. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to complain. I got it like on got it for cheap ish, like 50 bucks, 48 bucks on like Green Man Gaming. Okay, so very nice. I, I can't complain. Now, you also got a VR headset. I I did buy an Oculus Rift S. Was this weekend. as a treat yourself kind of thing or is it a spring break type of thing? This was a a, a little a little bit of both. This was a my vacation to Tokyo got canceled. Um, so I want to treat myself. <laughs> if I had gone to Tokyo, I wouldn't have bought this. But uh, And I live in Japan, so it's like Tokyo's not like a f- faraway place. But because of the COVID-19 stuff, I decided, you know what? Let's not go. And a lot of the stuff we were going to do was getting shut down anyway. So it made sense to not go. Airbnb is still fucking me. <laughs> Damn. It's brutal. Okay, so yeah. w- with your VR headset, yep. you were telling me you were playing Half-Life Alex. Beat Saber. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, half Beat Alex. Saber. Yeah. Wait, but if you want to talk about Beat Saber, we can talk about that instead. Yeah. I mean, hey, custom songs and Beat Saber, that's a game changer oh, right there. Snap, but, right? Um, 
anyway, yeah, I, I mainly I picked it up for Half Life Alex. There are some other VR games I want to play, like uh, is it Wrath of Asgard or Asgard's Wrath? But for now, Half Life Alex matter. is the main you, thing. You pick the yeah. one that matters. So tell us yeah, about for it. Yeah, for now, uh, y'all play. Y'all played Half Life. I was the only. one. I am currently playing Black Mesa because I've never played them. Barely okay. counts. Uh, specifically Half-Life 2 because that's where um, this character comes from Alex Vance uh, daughter of Eli Vance and this game takes place between Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2 uh, in the time when Gordon Freeman is spoilers MIA Mm -hmm. nobody knows where he is and uh, so it takes place in City 17 after the Combine have like taken over the city and you're just part of the resistance group and it opens with you doing reconnaissance Mm -hmm. and reconnaissance just means you're standing on a rooftop looking out over city 17 and seeing the citadel and like stuff like uh combine ships flying overhead this game looks good as hell uh for a vr game because when i think vr i think like weird like stylized almost like cell shaded but maybe not necessarily cell shaded but just like more like cartoony Mm -hmm. and like you know just to like kind of you know be easier on be more stylized to be more easier on like graphics stuff Uh, i haven't again i haven't played a ton of vr stuff i have a psvr but that didn't get a ton of use um and so i've been really impressed by how half-life alex looks not to mention, like, the fidelity with which you can grab things from the world and, like, draw on, like, windows with, like, uh, dry erase markers, oh like, in the gosh. first area. I was, like, and, like, you know, pick a bottle up and smash it on a table. I'm just like, dude, they just, they thought of everything. Because <laughs> that, that's how it feels when I'm going to this game. You know, I can write, fuck the police on the window <laughs> as I go through. Um that was one of the first things I did. <laughs> I realized I could write on a window because there's like a scene at the very beginning where the combine are kind of rushing, like raiding the streets and you're in a building, like in like a basement kind of, and you can see outside. So I wrote, fuck the police as the combine ran by. Question. Yes. How early on do they tell you to pick up a can? Uh, they never told me to pick up a can. Actually, the beginning is just like, okay, here's how you walk around. Uh, and like, I kind of figured out how to pick stuff up because it's, I mean, it's the Oculus touch controllers and Mm -hmm. you just have like two triggers. It's actually a very simple game to control Mm -hmm. uh, because it's basically just, I'm using the teleport movement. You can do, um, like smooth movement if you like, or like you can do like a you can do like a continuous movement or you can do like a smooth teleport where instead of teleporting you it like it moves you there kind of like on a track um i think that would give me motion sickness if i tried that and then there's like quick turn and then you've got like a few buttons to like open menus or like for when you're reloading weapons to like empty your clip uh but mostly you're just you're grabbing stuff and interacting with it that way does it get to a point where it gets too complicated to remember which buttons do what? Or? Absolutely not. Okay. No, absolutely not. Because uh, basically, you so far I'm a few hours in. I've got like two weapons and a multi tool, or like my, and then I've got like a few items that I. I this is kind of embarrassing. You can put items in like wrist mm-hmm. pockets. Uh, you've got two wrist pockets. For the longest time, I thought I only had one wrist pocket. 
<laughs> so I've been carrying around extra items in my left hand. <laughs> Man, that cannot be good so, for your posture. Uh, yeah. So I've wrists. been like, yeah. So I've been like, oh, I've got this like health thing. Uh, I'm gonna carry it around in my left hand in case I find a health station. I'm carrying it around through like a whole level or two until I find a health thing, and then that health station has like a the thing in it. I'm like, god damn it. Um, and like, you can pick stuff put stuff down and pick it back up but i think the coolest thing about items in this world is you get these gloves called um i think they're called the russells because the guy who made them is named russell and you point at stuff with your controller and then you kind of flick it like you push the trigger and then you flick it and then it pulls towards you with like a force power and then you can catch it out of midair if you grab it like you still have to like actually push a button to grab it but it feels so cool to just be like pulling stuff from across the room and catching it out of midair. So they're finding they're finding ways then, to like make you not have to move. It sounds like almost. I I mean you can move and like I think the game is best if you are able to move around in space. Like I've got a pretty decent area where I can move around in and like look around corners and like duck mm-hmm. behind stuff. But like you're also able to like if something's far away, you can pull it over to you so you don't have to move all the way over into a corner or whatever. Or, like, if it's your space is too small or, like, you've got a confined area where you're worried about, like, running into a wall or a table or something, then, yeah, that's useful. Hmm. Um, and what it's really cool for is if you're, like, in a gunfight and you run out of ammo, instead of, like, reaching behind you to pull out a magazine... If there's, like, a magazine on the ground, you could pull it to you, grab it, shove it in your gun, and then cock back the gun, and then you're ready to go. So it's just all this really fluid movement stuff uh, with, like, putting weapons in and dropping mags and stuff. It feels really cool. Mm, okay. So, yeah, they, they make you feel like an action hero. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it's got iron sights on all the guns. So, <laughs> like, there's no auto-aim. So you're, like, having to put the controller up close to your face and, like, actually aim at these <laughs> head crabs that are coming at you. And I, I got, like, a Shit. red dot sight that will highlight, like, vulnerable points or, like, enemies that are alive. But so I can see, like, okay, I can see them, but I can't get the dot on them. And so it's very stressful <laughs> at times. <laughs> Especially as you've got, like, multiple enemies coming up. And I'm like, i got to move backwards, but also, I've, like, I don't want to trip over my cable. But also, like, it's dark, and I've got this flashlight on my hand. But if I'm not pointing my hand at them, I can't see them. And oh, my God. So it's not like, I wouldn't say it's super scary, but it does have, like, elements of tension at times. So no church scene from Half-Life 2? Uh, I, I've been in some real dark sewers. Okay. Um so and you know lots of head crabs, but I think, I think the thing is like I've played Half Life. I've head crabs are a known quantity at this point. Yeah, that's yeah. True. So, um, what are like, you talking still, about, Alex? Like, Get out of here! <laughs> it's still not great to have them jumping at your face. Like they're creepy, and like with the visual fidelity of this game, it's you know they're they're gross. Um, and like there's a lot of gross stuff in Half Life, but mm-hmm. they're not like. I wouldn't say I'm, like, terrified. I'm just, like, grossed out more than anything. So I only have one question, Andre. Yes. Have you seen the gravity gun? Uh, the gravity... I am the gravity gun. But do you think you With these gloves. Get it. Uh, no, because wasn't the gravity gun made by Eli Vance, like, 
right before. I guess they made it like it, it was questionable. They were used to it. Yeah, so I I don't think so. I think the Russells are kind of the precursor to mm. the gravity gun. Okay, because um, it's the same principle, but on a much smaller scale, uh, like pulling stuff in and whatnot. Because that that's how they build is like, oh, you're using like you're manipulating gravity and like force and stuff to pull stuff to See, you, no. but you so, can't like repel anything. Also, the throwing stuff is really good. Like it's really hard to throw stuff in VR usually, but they figured out how to tune it really well. So like. The last thing I did, or the last time I played, was like I had to throw a grenade into a vent, and I just did it first try, and it felt really cool. Also, it it just um, it seems like gloves are more advanced than having a gun, a gravity gun for it, which is like that's where I'm kind of like, man, that's weird that they gave you. It's almost like the the episode one Star Wars problem, where the technology seems more advanced than it was like the precursors that came mm-hmm. later in the timeline. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's like a power thing to be considered with like the gloves because they're very delicate. Like they talk about how they're de- very delicate. Oh. And like, oh, if you had, if you would grab this guy, they would have crushed the sensitive electronics on the gloves. And okay. so I think like, you know, if you've got the gravity gun, the gravity gun is much more powerful. Like you're not holding things and like repelling them out with like, you know, you're not throwing saw blades with this thing. You're just like, I'm picking up small items and pulling them to me. The gloves are a Swiss army knife. The, the done is well a done oh, it's a, yeah <laughs> sure yeah okay that's uh i have a, i do have another i have a question though this game is sub- yeah. from what i'm told substantially long right uh could be yes i hear like 15 okay. hours how does it feel to be in vr for those long stretches uh i with Half-Life Alex, I haven't minded it. Um, I haven't done any, like, crazy long sessions. Um, well, well, but what's your normal... I have been enjoying my time. Uh, maybe, like, an hour to two hours. Okay. And as I've figured out, like, I just got my Rift S, so I'm still, like, figuring out what's comfortable and how to, like, get it focused for me. I'm bad at getting it in focus. But I have not had any major issues. The first time I played, like, I had a little, like, strain on the back of my head. But then mm. I was able to fix that by just getting it on more properly but i haven't felt like sick i haven't felt like any strain it's more about really. how do you, do you feel comfortable like exiting the world yeah, for that long like uh when i've done it i've been it's been like when i've been home alone girlfriend out doing errands or the job interviews and whatnot so i've not like had any issues where i'm like oh i need to be paying attention to somebody else or like paying mm-hmm. mind so it's not been an issue so far I try to avoid going in while the girlfriend's home, just so we can be more in contact. But I like I yeah. like how you call it going in. It's called <laughs> he's taking a dive. You jack in, right? Uh, no, uh, it's full dive. Come on, got it. Got a jack in to Who jack was off. Jack in from uh, was Matrix? it? Okay, was uh, Matrix. Okay, yeah, they were yeah. jacking in. <laughs> Please uh. stop saying jacking in. <laughs> there probably no, wasn't I'm much not. else to do on that ship. No. Not much else to do. It's got the lady in the red dress. Designed it myself. Weird. Okay, so Half-Life Alex, though, you're, you're feeling pretty good on. Do you feel like it's advanced enough? Do you think Do you think it's also yes. like a good demonstration to people? Like, this is what VR can do? Uh, yeah, you can write fuck the police on a window first thing. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? Uh, I, I think it's very cool. Uh, maybe not the first thing. Like, it depends on, like, how experienced they are with, I guess, um, video games mm-hmm. in general. But, like, I think it's a very cool use of the technology. It's very 
advanced and it feels more than just like a shooting gallery because like i'm going around i'm solving puzzles i'm like exploring and like finding Mm -hmm. stuff um but again i haven't played a ton of vr games but from the impression i get a lot of them are just like shooting gallery type stuff okay that was half-life alex so yeah if if you have a vr headset check it out uh i trust me i'm consistently like we should maybe look into vr to the like the life Every once in a while. So, I'm pushing for it. <laughs> Getty, what about you? Are you going to get VR? Maybe. Do you have a room for you? Oh, you're at your office. Your office would work. Yeah. My uh, my office? What are you talking about? It's like a three by three. I'm literally next to the dryer. I had to turn it off before we started the extra recording. Bedroom? No, that's filled with stuff, man. Man. I need, I need a place for my toys. That is true. Now, something that we all did play, not Joel. Wait, I didn't oh, play it. Not getting either. That's something I played. Resident Evil Three, the demo. But before we start wait, wait. here, before we start here, I, I want to just interject and let the audience know that uh, I have been playing Animal Crossing this week, <laughs> as well as Ori and Will of the Wisps, <laughs> Landrisser One know. and Two, Snakey Bus, what? and it was an uh, decision at the top that none of those were chosen to talk about this week. Uh, so the next time somebody just gives me crap for not playing something, just just keep that in the back pocket. <laughs> All right, Animal I think Crossing. Only one of those qualifies for early adopters. And Animal Crossing is no. Or you should count too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. I don't run your podcast. But <laughs> two of those I well, think are old games. Neither does Alex. Well, so. it got it got re-released as a collection. How did this come, how, this so erupted into anarchy? <laughs> oh, I love it. I told you this podcast needs new leadership. Resident Evil yes. 3 demo. Vote for Joel. 2020. <laughs> Andre, what did you think of the Resident Evil 3 demo? Uh, I liked it. I Resident Evil 2 was my game. Uh, Resident Evil 2 remake was my game of the mm-hmm. year last year. Um, so I was really excited. I've been waiting for this game basically since uh, February 2020 or 2019, and they finally announced it. I was like, yeah, oh yeah. And I think the demo didn't disappoint me. It did How disappoint you? you? It did disappoint. No, it didn't disappoint me. Did no, it disappoint no, you? No, absolutely not. Getty asked okay. me, he was like, oh, yeah. did you yeah. see all the hidden dolls that are around? I go, no, I was too busy pooping myself. There's 20 hidden dolls in that, like, 20-minute yeah. demo. Now, There's guys, so don't many. spoil it too much. I have already paid off the game, and as long as GameStop lets me pick it up from this <laughs> quarantine, I'm going to be there pounding on the door to get it next you, week next week yeah yeah friday next week you're yeah. gonna be so mad when gamestop shuts down and then you're like, like no alex i literally have three games paid off they better not <laughs> like uh, i got persona yeah. i got resident evil and then uh final fantasy so give mm-hmm. me a break man uh well, well uh, i don't think there's a lot to like spoil from this demo yeah I think spoil it, it anyway. Well, it also, I think it's, like, an, a modified version of what the experience will yeah. actually be, like, item placement and stuff. Because uh, I think they've shown this part in, like, videos, but things were in different places. Um, so it's, like, a depending on how fast you are, it's, like, a 30 to 10-minute experience yeah. um, from, like, the middle-ish of the game, early middle-ish, probably. And you're, like trying to get the subway car going if you know about resident evil 3 you might know where that takes place from uh, in the game 
and you've got like Carlos and that other other guy there. So you're uh, as opposed to Resident Evil Two, you're kind of running around in the streets of Raccoon City instead of like in the police station or the sewers, and it feels like even though it's still like condensed and like where you can go is limited, I feel like it does feel much more open uh, compared to Resident Evil Two, where you're in the like indoors most of the time. They had yeah. a they had like. I want to say I went through like six different doorways. Just like, oh, I'm going to go into this shop. Oh, I'm going to go into this restaurant. I'm going to go into this like pharmacy. And it just kept giving me new places to explore. Yeah. Like you're, you're constantly going in and out of buildings and like running up and finding like, oh, here's a ladder that's like a shortcut down to the first area and stuff like that, which is uh, nice. The, the, the um, one thing is I, that I completely forgot about the map system in RE2. Mm. So when I played this, I actually got stuck and was just kind of going in circles for a while. And I was like, well, this is frustrating. And then I pull up my map and I'm like, oh, duh. That's, it's the thing where they, like, here's all the items in the area. Look harder, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, wow. Uh, I didn't have any issues with that. Like, I thought it was all pretty good. And I think the important thing to take away is there are some, like, key differences between Resident Evil 3, the remake, and Resident Evil 2 remake. Because it would have been very easy for them to just go, okay, here's the exact same mechanics, it's just in a different setting. But they actually took like some of the Resident Evil 3 stuff, like the yeah. dodge mechanic, you know, where you can dodge to the side, the left, back, front, all that stuff. Um, and like if you get a perfect dodge, at least against Nemesis, uh, who was in the demo, you can get like a slowdown time thing, and then that'll let you you know get some shots off which is uh kind of neat i wasn't able to do it uh because i'm a baddie but it is in there so eventually i think that'll become very important i can confirm that because i didn't i didn't know about that but it happened but it definitely happened to me (laughs) and i was like oh that's kind of cool it slowed down and i just kept going yeah um unfortunately it might just be the demo i hope it's just the demo nemesis is busted as hell (laughs) He's so broken. He can stun lock you. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, he definitely, I, I think he killed me once or he just kind of like got me trapped in a corner. Yeah, like, uh, I, so I played on PS4 and then I played again on PS3 or PC a few times because uh, I'm going to play the full game on PC. And like the when you meet him, you walk out of this door and then he's like in the courtyard doing some thing, some, some grossness to another zombie. And then he just ran at me and, like, punched me and knocked me down. I was like, ah, he's too fast. And then he killed me. And I was like, I didn't even get to stand up. What the fuck? No, so I, I dodged. That was where I got the slow-mo dodge. But then ah. I got to a new area, and he, like, anime slid through it. Yes. Yes. He jumps from, like, the rooftops and then slides down a wall. It's, it's going to be – I think that makes him much more terrifying than Mr. X from Resident yeah, Evil 2. Yeah, no, Getty, he literally yeah. posed in a, in like one area sliding across the screen just like, oh, here I am. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah definitely makes yeah. him way more terrifying than Mr. I'm going to slowly walk through yeah. this hallway at you. Yeah. Like, I played Resident Evil 2, the remake, so many times. Like, I, I was like doing a little bit of speed running uh, on it. Like, I was never like super good. Trying to get that carbon I, footprint uh, achievement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got the platinum on P- uh, PS4, so I, I got nice. everything, and I got my like time. I think I got down under an hour, um, but 
like eventually you realize like how Mr. X works and how to avoid him and manipulate him and he just doesn't become a threat or scary at all but I think that because of the way that Nemesis can kind of jump in and out from wherever he pleases uh, it'll be a much more interesting game to replay but like they, there was some scuttlebutt like someone reported like oh Nemesis can come into safe rooms but no. that's not actually true there are some spaces where he cannot enter yeah I saw that like, too like story puzzle areas he can't enter but there are some pla- like some safe spaces he can enter but that was the same in Resident Evil hmm. 2 so alright I'm looking forward to it oh, me too yep. so that was Resident Evil 3 demo thank you Andre now I feel no need to purchase any of these games until they are twenty dollars. Uh, that is legitimate because I bought Doom Eternal for twenty dollars, uh, and I bought Resident Evil Two for what? twenty dollars. And oh, you I mean Doom yeah. twenty sixteen for twenty dollars. I wrote that as a joke, but thank you, yep, Alex. No problem. Now let's Doom Slay into the break. <laughs> spell quarantine without the letters you are a QT. snap tell me that wasn't fly I like that you get like all up on the mic also you texted that to me and i said yeah okay that's pretty good yeah it uh, is pretty good i'm gonna i'm gonna say that wasn't fly because you said snap tell me that wasn't fly you ruined it mm, agree to disagree <laughs> yeah if, if someone came on to me and was like snap tell me that wasn't fly but get out of here what are you doing <laughs> News, don't listen to this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Let Damn. me buy you a drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, first piece of news. I'm actually going to go through all of the non-Nintendo news, and I'm going to let Joel lead the Nintendo news. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> but first, uh, God of War had the label only on PlayStation removed, uh, so it's rumored that it's coming to PC. People be mad. Why? People be baby. <laughs> yeah. Look, like, I'd be excited if I didn't have a PlayStation and I'd be able to play this well, game. Well, they, those aren't yep. the people who are mad. You should have seen when they had um, uh, Horizon the- Zero Dawn announced for PC, there was videos of people smashing their PlayStation. Oh, yeah. No, well, I thought that guy smashed his computer monitor. No, I, I think he smashed his monitor in his rage. He was, like, throwing his, his like, PlayStation around. No, he uh, smashed that entire room. What, yeah. Whatever will keep yeah. the Nerd Rage videos flowing, I'm for uh, really? Yeah, that's that's entertaining. It's, you know what? Vote for Bernie Sanders so that guy can get some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry to bring politics into it, but god damn, that's, that's what these people need, therapy. That's okay. That's, okay. that's, that's true. <laughs> All right, so next. Play Dead Studios, creators of Limbo and Inside, are teasing a new game. Which... Uh, which which sex doll company are they partnering with for this you know, one? I don't know. But I think they mentioned uh, Joel and Kelly's Twitch stream as reason for their new game. That's not true. That's not true at all. Well, it was, it was what was it, uh, Real Girl that made that... Uh, Real, doll. Real Doll. Real Doll. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, what? I'm just showing my bona fides of not knowing adult uh, fan companies. Tell, just a quick aside. Do you guys ever hear the story about the guy with the real doll at in Chicago uh, at the uh, uh, Link Brookfield Zoo? Do we have to hear it? What? No. And yes, can we pass? Fine. I'm, I'm holding <laughs> X to pass this cutscene. Fine. Nothing dirty. How do I? How, okay. Well, I would. I would have listened, but I guess I've been overruled. Nope. I don't know. I I think the desk gets to call it. You can you can tell me in the no, next okay. break. There is a man who has a real doll dressed nice in a wheelchair, and he goes to the zoo a lot. Are you still telling this? Andre called it. And uh, there are photos if you Google the man at Brookfield Zoo with a real doll. That's he says it's his wife, and it's a very wholesome okay. thing. There's nothing weird about it. Does it have a ring? I think so. I think so. I have to relook at the photos because okay. again, you Google image it and you see him. He's just pushing her different outfits. He just has a day at the zoo. It's nice. Okay. So that's good for him. That's what they base your local zoo. That's what they base that Twee indie movie off of, huh? Kind of. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I like to okay. think. We brought a real doll to the zoo. That <laughs> Joel, are you ready for some more uh, play dead games? Um, no, no, no more limbo I've, or inside. <laughs> you know, I, I liked limbo. I liked inside. I am not looking for something that uh, much of a bummer. No, thank you. <laughs> not right now. I hope they. What is the teaser? That uh, they it's did? just images of backgrounds. Okay. I hope it's not just another like indie two D platformer thing. Like they they make. Well, Inside was a good one of those. I don't really like Limbo playing Limbo. Um, but I hope they kind of do something else and stretch their legs a bit and try like a different approach to games a roguelite top-down survival game hey we, uh, damn, dude. we need more of those it's not my favorite <laughs> but fired. like i would just like to see them i would like to see them try something besides We're talking about just bastion later dude calm down side scroll <laughs> speaking of play dead uh next <laughs> news piece of news epic games is launching a publishing label Announced with them, Play Dead, uh, Remedy, and Gen Design, who did Last Guardian. So yeah, that's uh, I put this news story on here because I saw it this morning when I woke up. It's an interesting move they're making. Hmm. Uh, so the details: developers retain a hundred percent of all the intellectual property rights. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Epic is going to cover a hundred percent of development costs, from developer salaries to market expenses. Uh, and Q- uh, wait, uh, really? Like QA, localization, marketing, and all publishing costs. Okay, what's the catch? Uh, developers earn a fair share for their work. Once costs are re- recouped, uh-huh. developers earn at least 50% of all their profits. Okay, that's a deal breaker. I'm out. Uh, actually, well, so <laughs> what I've seen going around from people like Rami Ismail is that's actually a pretty sweet deal. Like, they, they get to recoup all mm-hmm. of the costs. Or, I guess... Uh, once they once the game has more than broken once the game has broken even, which I guess Epic will get the money for that, but all the devs have been paid up until then, so that's good. And then after that, it's at least fifty percent. So I don't know how they're going to decide what the. Uh, well, yeah, isn't the normal cuts closer to like thirty percent? That's for selling the game. Yeah. On that's not a publishing deal. That's for like Valve's cut when right. people buy. But a but game there's yeah. you're saying there's a cost share in development between Epic and the developer. Yeah. So 
Epic is going to fund all of the development and marketing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after they have made back that money, fi- at least 50% of all the profits will go to the developer. That is very um, friendly to a small outfit like most indie developers are. It's, I, and look at the games that were, uh, or at least the games that these studios have put out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, actually be disappointed with it? That's that's nice. Yeah, uh, so it it at least gives a lot of stability to uh, developers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if people keep, like, if developers keep flocking to this in, like, a few years. Um, right now, Remedy has announced, like, two games, I think, that are part of this. Playdead's next game is obviously going to be part of this. And then in, like, 12 years, when Gen Design puts out a new game, <laughs> we'll uh, finally see... <laughs> That Fortnite money has dried up, and then we'll get The Last Guardian 2. Maybe they'll be able to do something else sooner than that. Those I'll guys see. tend to take a long time with their games, man. Yeah, but, you know, maybe this will sweeten the pot for them. Uh, I don't... I, I think it's uh, not actually... I think Gen Design didn't actually make The Last Guardian, but f- uh, the f- Fumito, Fumito Ueda is the director mm-hmm. of it uh and he is the head of gen design so it's like got okay. that pedigree behind it but it's not actually that studio i think okay. I, I could be wrong on that but it does have that history yeah uh i don't know it's, no that was news. good now uh joel they snuck a direct on us yeah so there's a nintendo direct mini uh sort of surprise release today i only a surprise if you're not in the know or if you're one of those people on Twitter who just go, excuse hey. me, follow Jeff Grubb and he's got all the hot takes. <laughs> he, he's been saying for like a week, Nintendo Direct on the 26th, and everyone's like, they didn't announce it on Thursday or on Wednesday. It's not going to happen. And then it happened. I, I almost kind of feel like everybody's been suggesting a Nintendo Direct is going to be imminent like every yeah. week of this year so far. So <laughs> I sort of just. Even a broke clock can be right well, twice you know, a day. Bro- Anyway, uh, I don't think it's prudent to try to go down this whole list, but I would be interested to know what Let's play a game. You start naming games, I'll say pass or go. Hold on, real quick. I just want to say that this gave me Um, real big, like, April Fool's vibes, where they have that one fake direct where they used to go, everything's coming to Switch. Every Zelda game. (laughs) Every, you know, just kept going and going and going. That was a good April Fool's joke. All right, go. I think that was my favorite one. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Let's just yeah. do this. It'll be fun. All right. Maybe. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition coming out May 29th. Go. Pass. Uh, Pass. I mean, it's cool that it got an epilogue added to it, but I bought this on my Wii U, like, years ago and haven't touched it yet. You and, like, so. four people. We. All right. Yeah. So, great. Wii U. Pass. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most people did, Andre. <laughs> Uh, uh, 2K series coming to Switch, Bioshock Collection, Pass. Borderlands Handsome Collection, Pass. XCOM 2 Collection. I don't personally have an interest in any, Pass. any of these yep, from triple Switch. Go. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order DLC. Pass. Pass. Yep. Fantastic Four, pass on that. I didn't get the original. You're the so. reason why they're going away, Getty. Yeah, thank Good. you. They're terrible. They're Shin- a joke. Keep going. Shinsekai Into the Depth, which is a deep-sea side-scrolling exploration Pass. game. Looked like it might have some sort of uh, survival elements to it. Mm. Or exploration. Um, Song of the Deep 2. Pass. Yep. I'm Play sure- Song of the Deep, by the way. 
I'm curious about it, but if I didn't find an alternate for cheaper, I probably would. Animal Crossing New Horizons free update, uh, Bunny Day visitors, and hidden aid activities. I I don't know what you just said, but okay. All in. Pass. How dare you. Uh, (laughs) Good Job, which is a silly-looking work puzzle sim, uh, launched today. I am looking to buy this now. I, I might. Are you buying it now? Um, I just bought Persona 5. I may have to wait. That's not yeah, a no. I might, I might get this game. It looks silly. We need some silly right now. All right, uh, switch, engage. Uh, Catherine Full Body, July 7th. Yes, please. Pass. And here's why. No. Nope. Ignore him and move Catherine on to the next one. Catherine came out, the, the remake of Catherine, not Full Body, but the remake of Catherine, the re-release, came out on ps4 and ran terribly i assume full body runs better but i can't imagine it fun- it runs great on switch pass uh pass because there's some weird uh transphobia with that game i i've heard a, a lot of atlas games have problems with representation one way or another. uh persona they the the localized version of persona 5 royale has supposedly fixed or at least addressed some of the criticisms of like the homophobia right. in that game, uh, which is good, but uh, not in the Japanese version. So Atlas has a lot of those issues. Yes, <laughs> I I would say pass on Catherine. It's just not my jam. Uh, free Ring Fit Adventure update with a music rhythm game mode. Uh, I am glad they're doing this. It'll continue to collect dust in my home. <laughs> well, you could sell that for quite a bit of money. I, pro- I probably should. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I sent you. I sent him a link where it's like on Amazon. They're like, you know, five hundred bucks or something like that. No, I'm uh, yeah. I'm pro this. I I, I want to play this, and I probably will soon. I <laughs> will not play it, but hey, good for them. All right, Kings uh, Bounty Two, uh, some sort of Western RPG with a sort of grid based movement systems. They they describe the graphics as more realistic, which I got a good laugh out of. I think the original came out in like the nineties. Looks to be ni- uh, in nineteen ninety, actually. Still the nineties. No, 90s. no I'm, I'm saying you're right. <laughs> I'm very much saying you're right. That's a forty years. Oh my god, no, thirty years. That's how numbers work. Yeah, it's a forerunner of Heroes of Might and Magic, which is old by me. So this is before that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I barely remember Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Um. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, the next character is going to be from Arms. That are non-committal about which Arms character it'll be. I I'll pass on that because it doesn't matter which one it'll be, and they'll just all be skins. I'm just that's fair. possible. I just too. think this is a great pick. I mean, uh, I'm surprised they put another Fire Emblem character <laughs> in before they put in Arms. <laughs> uh, Arms character, just yeah. because there are so many. We don't need to rehash the whole Fire Emblem debate, but with like the distance between Fire Emblem Three Houses and Bayleth's or Byleth's or release in Smash, I feel like that would have been better for an Arms character, and then start this pack with Byleth. They wanted to coincide it with the DLC that came out, and that's I'm agreeing with you still. Maybe, yeah. guys. What what if they gave the Arms character a sword? <laughs> Joel, go home. <laughs> I, I am I, home. I hope you're yeah. all at home too. <laughs> Go home right now. <laughs> Will arms have legs? Boo! Ooh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's said no. No one's made that joke before. 
definitely not. Uh, Bravely Default 2. Uh, available 2020, non-committal to a date, with a demo out now. I'm excited to play uh, the demo. I'm playing Bravely Default right now, and I can tell you right now they went through all of the different mechanics of Bravely Default in the in the commercial for this, in the direct. And I thought it was funny because I'm like, oh, they're just reteaching us Bravely Default. All, everything is the uh, same. How messed up is it that they made a game called Bravely Second, and that's not the sequel <laughs> Bravely Default yeah. 2 yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> and make a lick of sense. Uh... I'm. This is like one of the only games. This and like Good Job are the only things that even made me remotely interested in this direct. And even then, I have been kind of down on JRPGs recently, uh, so I'm not even sure if I want to play it. Uh, the survey thing is interesting. They did that with um, what, the Octopath Traveler yes. and. That game kind of left me cold. I beat four of the stories and I went, okay, I'm done. Side so, question. I don't know. If they added the Doom guy, he now has a sword. Are we doing that to Smash Brothers? Thrower. Would he Would he have the sword in his Smash Brothers? Would he just be another sword character? No, he'd be uh, melee, and then no, he would he, summon a sword. Uh, he'd be He'd be like a mid-range with like the guns and stuff, and then he'd have like a sword for a smash attack, and then maybe his like down B would be like the flamethrower. Side B would be like a grenade. Maybe you could do like an ice grenade. You know, Smash Brothers has done a really good job of honoring the origins and past of the series when they bring new characters. I think if they put Doom Guy in there, it would just be the profile from the original Doom. And then as you get hit, you get bloodied up and messed up looking until you get knocked out. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Then Super Smash would be the BFG 9000. Makes sense. Obviously. Yes. Getty, you go on Bravely Default 2? Are you asking me to try the demo? No, I'm asking, are you, are you pumped on this? I haven't played the first one. I feel non-committal to the second they one. They look completely unrelated. I mean, the mechanics look the yeah. same, but the characters are completely different. But I still want to play it. That's fine. I'll let you borrow it once I'm done. <laughs> it's, it sounds like doesn't changed his mind. <laughs> Next, Joel. No, he's trying real hard. <laughs> uh, Clubhouse Games, which is... It's it's like those like 20-in-1 tabletop board game collections except for video games here comes the shovelware this is, <laughs> this is where i said it seems like that one april fool's direct because it's like it's got chess checkers chinese checkers mancala and it just keeps going and going and going by the way i own several of those 20 and one games never play them gonna buy this it's it's like it's it's like those shareware uh, five hundred and one game collections that'd be on CDs oh, that they'd uh, send out to people, man, it's and it would always bucks. it would always have a copy of Snood on it. I'm a little disappointed there's no Snood in Clubhouse Games. Seems like an auto mission to make, but hey, they got they got fifty one games. What are they gonna do? Put in fifty two? Come on! But it's forty bucks. Man. All right, hey, I mean that's, that's less than a dollar per yeah, game. Yeah, that's that's quite bucks. the value. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. You're not buying it anyway. Why does it matter? I might. He's totally buying it. <laughs> My wife loves board games. This is it. It's in his cart. You guys have a room full of board games. Why? Do you He's going need to, to the checkout digitally. <laughs> okay. He just got the Nintendo Gold Coin credits. I did. It's a lot of credits, man. Twenty bucks worth. Ninjala, a eight-player competitive multiplayer free-to-play game. Two hundred. Is that a question? I thought this was 
a battle royale when I first saw it because I was just skipping through this direct because I was just like boring. Nope, not interested. It's another port. Okay, great. And I saw this I was like, oh, is this like a battle royale? No. They said the words battle Big royale player. though. I think did they? they did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Eight player. To be fair, player. they had that one. There's a phone mobile game that's like a battle royale, but it's like you and like six people. The fact that we're not actually talking about this game tells me what the answer is for this. Uh, Jedi Academy coming to Switch March 26th, which is today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Star Wars Episode One Racer. Fun novelty. No thanks. Uh, there, There is a specific subset of people that that will be for. That subset is not me. Yes. Same. Getty, are you going to get this one? Buying it now. <laughs> Okay. Wait, I thought you were saying before we started that that game was bad. Oh, no, I was talking about Jedi Academy. I don't care about pod racers. Okay. Uh, okay. F that. Panzer Dragoon is out now. Uh, I want that to drop bucks. $5 more and then I'm in. I, I have a big fun. Uh, what if instead of Panzer Dragoon, they did the Legend of Dragoon? Yes, Andre, thank you. <laughs> I, it was a fine RPG. It just oh, get out of here, Alex. Yeah, That's why I'm endorsing Joel. <laughs> better, uh, I'm going to write in Burt Simpson for this election. Uh, it's better than Panzer Dragoon. I like Panzer Dragoon. I like was it C- Saturn? I think it was Saturn. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I think that constitutes being called a hot take. That's that's pretty spicy. What? Saying that Legend of Dragoon is better Legend than Dragoon. Panzer Dragoon. Oh, yeah. Kind of. No, I agree. Get with out that. your internet pitchforks and come at me. <laughs> I can take it. Fight me, bro. Uh, <laughs> anyway, then there was like a sizzle reel of a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, not too much stuck out of me, other than the Legend Heroes three, Trails of Cold Steel three. That's only because I listened to the Damien Fitz podcast and hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> uh, and uh, one I, I, I try to stop it, but it just it keeps it keeps. He's he's always like, "Oh, I'll just talk about it for a minute," and it's twenty minutes later. <laughs> liar. <laughs> and uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered was interesting, if just because you don't see much EA stuff on Switch or Nintendo stuff, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's another way. It's a way to get uh, Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne on your Switch, so maybe that makes it worth it. Makes sense to me. Uh, so, yeah, well, you got Saints Row 4 out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I never played. I played a little bit of 3. Oh, man, those games are good. Yeah. And I keep saying yeah, that at least too. they were. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're still good. But I had. I had fun with them when they came out. I like them as just goofy sandbox games. They're much more comical than your regular GTA. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like GTA, but I think Saints Row Four, especially because of the like all the powers and stuff, and just like running around. Uh, oh yeah, you could probably where they're like, oh, by the way, aliens took over the world. Now you're in a simulation. Have fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very good. And then uh, ended out with the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pack. I get Getty. Did this get you excited? You know I don't have time to watch these directs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for anything. No, I, I really don't. <laughs> I worked well, like twelve hours watched, today. I'm super stressed out. Okay. <laughs> I watched. I watched the. I watched this twenty-eight minute direct or however long it was in like ten minutes because it was like thirteen ports and four new-ish games. Accurate. And 
and then like some DLC for games I don't play or care about and yeah I I, I fell off Pokemon Sword and Shield after the final battle I didn't end up doing like the post game stuff which there's like a lot of post game stuff but I just wasn't engaged with so this didn't really move the needle for me either I finished it I have a lot of shame <laughs> about that or something else just in real life come on we haven't gotten to the backlog blog where I'm gonna express the rest of my shame <laughs> fair okay hmm so now it is time to social distance ourselves from the news let's get a break six feet getty leave room for jesus and let's leave the news alone jesus put on the panel Getty, re- no, Getty does not reign yes. supreme. Yes, I do. <laughs> Both of these games are for me. One of them's kind of Andre, so... Also, one of those games, it's because me and Joel have already played it. But that's fine. All right. I did, how long ago did you play Bastion? Uh, well, I brought I, I rewatched some videos of it just to, to uh, catch uh, up. The videos. I, I never played yeah. Bastion. Oh, really? Never. Oh, oh man, you suck. Uh, that's, You're just... It's got a good-ass <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah, it's real good. Okay, hold on. What, First... I, I, oh, Joel, go ahead. Sorry. No, go on. You, get it, you got... What do you say, Joel? You want to give him, like, what, five minutes on Destiny? Oh, you're going to have to cut Andre on Destiny. <laughs> like, I, he well, talks I'm, about it all I'm the time. I'm already looked so. at the runtime. I think five is about the upper limit for me. <laughs> Hit me with some Destiny 2, guys. Uh, season uh, of the Worthy? Getty, what are you, have, you played, have you played any of the season? Yeah, I've been hanging out in some bunkers, you know? Playing some shooty robots, whatever we're calling how do, it. How do you feel about it? I mostly stick to Gambit and Crucible now, so the new content actually feels a little bit fresher, except I okay. feel like some of the people who I kept uh, trying to do the publics of events with did not know what was going on. It was kind of embarrassing. Uh yeah, so this season, the like season of the worthy, the new like main thing are Seraph Towers, which is like a public event where everyone just kind of shows up at this one point, and then you throw balls at orbs, and you throw orbs at more orbs, and then to move them across the for, map, like, six minutes, and then you kill some enemies. Um, and I think this season is bad. It's bumming me out. Yeah. Because I thought Season of Dawn was really good. Dawn was really uh, good like a, with the story. There's like, yeah, the story stuff was really interesting, the characters. And now it's just a bunch of like n- bounties, bounties nonstop, and like no story missions so far, really. And that's been a big bummer and disappointing because I was playing Destiny like nonstop for basically through since not directly since Shadowkeep came out, but since like November probably. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get the motivation to play now cuz there's like I don't think the season is fun. Yeah. No, I've had some problems with my fire team just not being there. One of the guys is always traveling, the other one he's he's been doing other stuff, so namely Borderlands 3 and now Division 2. 
So whenever I do get a chance, I try and jump into the Crucible and try and finally get my Dredgen title in Gambit. Uh, yeah, that's... I, there, But there's not even, like, anything to chase in Gambit this season. Like, you can chase titles and stuff, but the only title, or the only, like, weapon the, is for the Iron Banner. Is it the Four Horsemen? Is that what they're plugging right now? No. no well, so that you can do a quest for mm-hmm. that, but there's just, like, in Iron Banner, they have, like, the ritual weapon, and it's just doing the quest gets you the thing, so it's not even, like, a special thing. Just everyone will get it, so there's no oh, even, that's right. like, real, they, like, chase title. They took out the pinnacle it's, weapons, and that really upset me, because... Those were a lot of fun to try and grind out. Well, yeah, so they replace pinnacle weapons with the ritual weapons, and usually that'd be just, like, get a lot of kills in, like, va- uh, in strikes. But now, the season, it's literally just part of the Iron Banner quest. And that's it's the only ritual weapon, so, you know. Can I ask well, a dummy question here real quick? Shoot. Oh, yeah, uh, What constitutes a season in Destiny 2? Like, what what's the baseline uh, expectation for you? No, it's three months, like 90 days. Uh, so I didn't play Forsaken when it came out, and that had like three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, like based on the previous two seasons, usually there's like a bunch of new armor, a seasonal activity, um, which is has previously been like a separate like thing you load into. And here, like compared to this season, it's mostly just walk out into like the main the main world and do this public event, which is like there's no new map really. They like remixed some lost sectors to make them harder, but it's not really it's not fun, I don't think. <laughs> so and like there's usually like some new armor and weapons and I don't think the armor is good this season. No, and I'm just not. It, I'm not even getting good like rolls on general anything, consensus. So. It's it hasn't been actually very good, but I I do really still air back to killing people like actual people, making <laughs> kids cry, and trying to get me banned from gameplay. So mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, it's I'm just not a big fan of multiplayer, but. Yeah, Destiny is... This is the weakest it's been since I came back to it, probably. Oh, well... Uh, there's actually been some fun stuff over the last... Uh, oh, God, it's almost been, what, three years playing Destiny? So Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think the... Like, Season of the Undying, I was still getting back into the game, and so there's, like, tons for me to do. Season of Dawn, like, I really enjoyed that season and the activities and stuff. And then, the, like, this season, I'm just like, I don't know if it's because I've done so much already or if it's because, like, the seasonal activities just aren't interesting. But, Andre, did you ever get the Jotun? Uh, I still, I'm, like, a few uh, a few frames away from getting it. I think it's actually, like, a random drop in one of the forges. It's not anymore. No. It's You have to do, like, ten, ten legendary or whatever weapon drops or whatever they're called for the for ada and then you get it you just get it that and the monarch and did, bow, but. did you ever do the what was it like the fake raid to get the wish ender bow yep i did yeah that. yeah I've, I've gotten like most the important stuff i just you know there's a few things i haven't bothered all right with, but no jotun's worth it and just like yeah i'll get it hitting people anyway. right in the nuts and watching them explode no, I've had it happen to me many yeah. times. Speaking of getting hit in the nuts and exploding, <laughs> that's a terrible segue to Bastion. Uh, as I was going to say, you guys are right about five minutes. Joel, the um, 
seasons. I don't know <clears throat> who it started that, but um, oh, if you remember Overwatch competitive seasons, they I were do. competitive seasons. Yes, whenever you do competitive, there would it would be for a short like two and a half month span, and then there would be a break where you just kind of hang out, and then there would be competitive season again where you'd be like, oh, we're competitive's back, now we're going to jump into that. They most like these games that are just like you know content loops are doing content seasons now where it'll go along with the competitive yeah. season that goes the same with like Apex Legends well, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the battle pass thing. It's the battle pass model. So it's three months of a battle pass, and to tie into that, they use like a seasonal activity and like some story stuff. But. I mean, guys, I got no going back. I already have a ghost tattooed on my arm. So that is true. We we all make mistakes. It's okay. Hey, Joel. Go home. <laughs> okay, now, uh, Getty, you played Bastion. I did. Bastion from Supergiant and Games. And Joel... Wait, so... All right, so, Alex, you have? Yep. Andre? Oh, uh, yeah, I've played it. At it's some point. Time, okay, yeah. It. No, I was late to this party because it was on sale. So, Joel, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Spoil the shit out of it. I'm playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, right now you're actually playing? I can listen and... Animal Cross at the same time. Gotta pay oh. Tom Nook back. Yeah, somehow. I was gonna say like punch Tom Nook in the dick for me. You gotta pay the tax man. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, no, I thought you might actually play this one because it's by uh, that same studio that, that did Pyre. Yep, and Hades, and and Hades, and, and Transistor. Hades, Transistor. So, so uh, what what can I actually say about Bastion? Uh, top down adventure, isometric. Yeah, isometric adventure game. Can with, we call it adventure? With a sure. narrator that narrates everything that's happening. He narrates the shit out of it. <laughs> to the... All-time all Yeah, narrator. to the point where if you accidentally fall off the side of the map, he's like, but that wasn't actually the end. <laughs> or, yeah. or like it's like you get killed and he goes, well, he wasn't the most perfect hero, but... <laughs> that yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Super Giant Dames, just by the one game I played with them, th- their attention to detail is stellar. So, this game, with all of the... Between the music, the way that the game just flows, it walks you through a path to get from spot to spot, uh, and it's pretty much point to point. It drops you in different map segments as you go through. But also, the the aesthetics of the game are just really nice. I had a lot of fun with the weapons, they at at one point I actually felt overloaded with weapons and I would just air back to what I preferred but it was it was actually really great did you I don't know about you guys did you feel like an emotional attachment to, to that game cuz like that the first that was the first one of theirs I actually played and that I think it's also their oh, first yeah. game yeah but I felt an emotional attachment with all the games that I played from the studio. So for this one, it like going through every step, like, all right, we're going to build the bastion back up to create this place where people can come back to the civilization after the world has gone through a cataclysm. And uh, with the narrator, it just paints this beautiful picture of even when you mess up, it's fun. But as you're like doing well, he's also making you feel good about yourself. So, with all of that, all of the different ways that you can upgrade your character, either going from 
the the slight upgrade of being able to level up, which is pretty difficult in this game, but being able to equip an additional potion, which is one of the buildings that you can unlock through the course of the game, makes you feel rewarded. Uh, the challenges that it sets you into doing are... Some of them were pretty stupid, but I still felt pretty good about completing, like, uh, 80% of them. And the challenges will be something as simple as shoot an enemy 12 times, or... And not quite that, but it was like, uh, try and kill two enemies within a certain amount of time by stabbing one of them and then throwing your spear at the other one. Yes, because you get different weapons throughout the, throughout the combat. Yeah, so it tries to pin them to the weapons. Some of them is just is stepping on so many tiles during the course of the game, but those made me feel like I actually accomplished something. Overall, it was a very just soothing narration that led me through the whole story. And then, of course, I went with the really sappy ending. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, they don't really give you a whole lot of options for endings, but they they definitely give you like you know give you some a little bit of variation that makes just a couple. Yeah, and it, it tells a story that doesn't seem far fetched, but also could be out of a book. And the way that art is, it, it was again one of those ones I always reference that you could have like taken any frame of that game, paused it, and then just like put it on put it on a canvas and then put it on your wall. That was it was just beautiful art the whole way through. Yeah, but. Again, yeah, uh, Supergiant has some of the best art in the game. I think the transistor like cover art is probably my favorite game art of all time. I just wish I liked that game more. I, well, Alex actually finished it a couple of months ago. Yeah, and I it it isn't Bastion for sure, but I liked the story enough for me to feel like it was mm-hmm. like the story. Your games have yeah, evolved. I, I, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. I just wish I liked it more. I agree. Now, if you want to see some art, the they released a vinyl record for Transistor. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, cool. It's it, the cover. There's like three different covers on it, and it's it, it looks really good. But that just goes to the point that the music is also fantastic. The way that it progresses, and as you're going through the levels, it actually makes you feel comfortable when you're just exploring, and then when you hit a battle, it lets you know that you're fighting. Yeah. It does like the the high peaks. It's trying to make you uh, more aware and looking around like, hey, something is going to happen right now. Along with that narrator. It's, it's like yeah. it's like walking into a room with waist-high cover in Mass Effect or oh, yeah. War. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait a second. I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> oh, actually, did you guys even start Gears yet? I am into Act 2. And Joel is into... I don't want to talk about it. He's playing Animal Crossing right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, right. I, I Bastion is is the the high water mark for those. Though I'm told really good things about Hades that's in early access. Uh, Alec, our friend who likes roguelike games, has been talking about talking that one up quite a bit. I mean, I've thought about getting that because of the ties to Greek mythology. So, mm-hmm. and and again, it's an early it's an early access uh, roguelike or roguelite. I don't know, but. I'm waiting for it to come out of early access before I dive in. Still have to finish Pyre, too. I feel like I'm really far behind on that. I should play that, too. But for now, we're going to use this time to transition out of the backlog blog 
and into Guest Spot. Guest Spot, where we learn a little bit about our guest. Now, Andre, we've heard quite a bit about Gaming Fix from Pat, but please tell us a little bit more about yourself as well as your living in Japan. What made you travel there? Uh, well, when I was five years old, I saw this little TV show called Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and also I got a PlayStation, and basically I thought every video game came from Japan. I was like, this this uh, Spyro game, it, it probably came from Japan. This, uh, this Grinch game, the licensed Grinch game, probably came from Japan. Uh, all these games. I was going to say Japan, you got a PlayStation. No Harry Potter game oh. from Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. So we can date ourselves. Andre, how much younger are you than us? I was born in 1993. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. we're old as shit. That's only seven <laughs> years. What, what I was, well, Andre, what I was gonna say is that you like Dragon Ball Z, and then I'm surprised you never played any of those Dragon Ball PlayStation One like imports because that would have turned you off the whole thing. Uh, I I did not play any of those games. I don't I don't think I knew mm-hmm. about them. They're real bad. Uh, I think the first the first Dragon Ball game I would have known about would have been Legacy of Goku for the GBA. And that game was weirdly hard. Yes, it was. I definitely played that. Uh, Legacy of Goku 2 and Boo's Fury, those are all-time great games uh, for the GBA and just in general. Uh, and then, like, I played all the, like, Budokai games and Tenkaichi games on PS2, but I never played any of the PS1 games. Yeah, they were all rough. Uh, but yeah, so I, I got into Japanese culture through that and, like, anime and stuff like that as a kid, and then I took Japanese in high school uh, for four years, and I forgot it all after graduation. And then I like to travel, so I was like, I want to live abroad, and I like Japan, so I... I did a homestay when I was 16, so I had been here before. Um, so, yeah, I just came, and I teach English, and it's all right. You see, Alex, things could have been different if our high school actually taught Japanese. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to speak Japanese to move no, here. No, yeah, you definitely English, don't. But, uh, no, but I would have felt better about it. Sure, that's, that's fair. I, le- I learned five phrases to get me by out there, so that was okay. Uh, also, it turned me on to the bidet. That's... <laughs> uh, it's one of the top five things here, and it's a, it's a shame that America has not more widely adopted it. We might be on that way there. I remember the last time I sat on a cold toilet seat, and it was unpleasant. I <laughs> and that, my warm toilet seat, I cannot. Live no, we went, it we came back, we balling like instantly. We're like, no, that that's going to be a present to us. <laughs> though I can do without their beds, though. The futon? Yeah, I just got an actual there bed, you. like this month. Uh, Getty, he, Getty, you wrote this next one, right? Cats or dogs? Yeah. Andre, cats or dogs? Dogs, 100%. Yes. Dog was my first word. Oh. Oh, nice. Did you have some growing up then? My, we had like four dogs uh, when I was a baby and they would run through the house and I would count them going dog, dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point, the dogs did call, I think because of the dogs, like my family just let the dogs run through the house, run wild. Um, but somehow I got out the door because, like, the door was left open so the dogs could get in and out. And then I fell off the porch uh, while I was in my walker thing. <laughs> uh, so that would explain some of my oddness, maybe. Makes sense. Now, yeah. uh, how long have you lived in Japan? Uh, about two and a half years, okay. I think. I came in, yeah, I came in August 2017. So you're pretty used to the culture now? It's not really, like... Uh, I'm used to the culture in my area. I live in the Kansai area, which is like Osaka, Kyoto, Shiga, um, that kind of area. 
it's very here it's very laid back which is very comfortable for me at mm. least where i live um when i first came here they i was an alternate so i was like yeah i had a job but in case they didn't know where i was going to work so they're waiting to see like if someone didn't work out or quit unexpectedly or something mm. like that so while i was waiting around someone down in kagoshima on the southern part of the mainland um was like their visa didn't come through in time so they were coming late so i had to go down and substitute for like two weeks and i was living in a hotel that whole time it's small town they were very strict at the junior high school like during cleaning time the students clean all the schools um usually after lunch or something like that and or at the end of the day and they're like having me help the students and i'm like oh this is so fun right talking with the kids and they're like no talking (laughs) at all during cleaning time no talking really what one i hate cleaning two why can't i talk to the students that's why i'm here isn't it to like engage with the also students? it makes the so, time okay. pass yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah so I- i'm glad I'm, i am where i am because things are very laid back even like even though the academic level of the students isn't the highest i still have fun and i can be very relaxed and not have to like be stressed all the time, which is great for me. They they do have some really they're kind of strict and I don't want to say odd, but just different ways. I remember I ran onto a bus with a corn dog, and he yelled, he yelled yeah. at me. He said, "Don't eat corn dog," and I said, "Okay, I won't eat the corn dog." Which of course, five seconds into the trip, I just kind of <laughs> bend down, mouth over. He goes, "Nope, no eating on the." I'm like, "Man, he's just <laughs> hold on. He he's driving uh-huh. now. He can't see me." No eating on the bus. Okay, okay, fine. I'll stop trying to eat this corn dog on the bus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I generally like eating and moving is frowned upon. You're not supposed to like eat and walk yep. at the same time because uh, it's like you're supposed to sit or at least like stand stationary and enjoy your food. Um, but you'll often see foreigners walking around eating or whatever. But you know, it's whatever. Now, what is your favorite? flavored kit kat i'm not a big kit kat fan uh they're fine i there was i think it was around christmas there was one that had like cranberries and like nuts like embedded like chunks of cranberry and stuff embedded into the chocolate which i liked i spent i sent my mom like 80 dollars worth of kit kats for christmas the first year i was here because she loves Mm -hmm. kit kats and so i just went to like don quixote and i bought all the flavors of kit kats i could find and sent them to i like uh i like the wasabi ones uh yeah those are all right uh i think my mom wasn't a fan but you know <laughs> did you change that so i can't ask andre if i can venmo him to send me kit kats no you could definitely do that feel free i mean if if you want to send you kit kats we can uh we can arrange that all right tell me what flavors you want and i can uh i'll send you we'll a send them to alex's house <laughs> Do you you ain't got to tell me twice. I'll eat them. I love I I we. It was a big joke that my wife goes, "Yeah, they have Kit Kats. We get it." And I'm like, "No, I need to buy them all. I need to try every single one." That's uh, that's a fool's. They errand. had some that were like in like glass cases that came in a giant box, and it was like three Kit Kats. It was like the uh, I think it was the sake flavor, yeah. or one of the liquor flavors, and I was just like, "Yeah, they they like yeah the sake come in like a strange like shaped box and they're kit kat black label kind (laughs) of yeah so everywhere we went i was just buying it like she was you're spending seriously like a hundred dollars each time like like a bunch of like different flavors all right that's what i'm gonna do now Mm -hmm. not a fan of the cheesecake though 
that flavor wasn't great. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think there was like a uh, Kobe pudding, which is kind of like a flan, I think. Or just, Kobe pudding is pretty good mm-hmm. too. But uh, yeah. Uh, so what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying Japanese. I, I teach English, but I, I study Japanese on the side. But this month, my Japanese class on Fridays was canceled because of coronavirus. But I guess next week they're starting back up. I got to wear a mask. Uh, a little silly, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I'm trying to take the. There's like a fluency test or Japanese language test, and there are five levels. Five being the lowest, one being the highest, and like one is like you have to be a Japanese language nerd to like really do well on. And like even Japanese people, like it asks for like some stuff that they might like a normal person might not know, but or they have to really think about. I'm hoping to take the four this summer and maybe the three in the in december it's only twice a year and the the three is kind of what you need to get something like a like an actual Mm -hmm. job and not just like a english teaching job english teaching is an actual job but like (laughs) to get out of that uh career path so yeah, uh, but I don't speak enough. Even though my girlfriend is Japanese, she speaks English, so that's all we speak. And, uh, you met her there? Uh, yes, oh, very nice. But shortly after I moved here, which anime is best? That's you're asking tough questions here. <laughs> I wrote like, that question in, in my heart. <laughs> in my heart of hearts, like I, I love Dragon Ball. Like there's like that's always going to be like number one in my heart. Um, Z, but GT. What? Yes, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, GT. That is specifically Dragon Ball <laughs> I'm Z. I'm a GT guy. Screw you guys. You know, I don't. I, I don't hate GT. I don't hate GT. Uh, but Z is like gonna be the one in my heart. I love Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, Bleach is pretty good. I watched Naruto, and there's too much filler in mm-hmm. there, and like too many flashbacks. But lately, I've been reading One Piece, the manga, not the anime. Uh, but Holy hell, is that a good story? Uh, it's just really fun, funny, uh, and kind of perfect for right now in our current political environment. I feel I, I just uh, a bunch of ragtag folks fighting against the world government. I just I, I I watched a little bit of it, and it was named Luffy. Uh-huh. Luffy, he seems yeah. like a dick. Really? Uh, uh, he's he's classic anime protagonist. Well, I mean, but the, the happy go lucky in my book. Want to like respect him and want to fight. But the with other him. part was he goes, oh, I don't care what you're feeling screw you like he's like this oh uh, i mean yeah he's he's an idiot um <laughs> but that's like so shonen jump has a subscription for two dollars a month where you can get their entire back catalog of everything they've ever published and are going to publish and that's how i've been reading one piece i'm like 600 chapters in out of like 950 currently and it's still going uh, and it's funny because I'm like in chapter around chapter 500. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking of wrapping it up soon. <laughs> Still going. No, so uh, it, he's like, I, I meant this to be like a five year comic, and now it's almost like 20 years or something. So hold on, is it hard? Do they send you the hard copies or digital? It's it's all digital. So I'm reading on an iPad. Um, so yeah, I, I they still sell Shonen Jump, but you get. It's just you get access to the entire back catalog via digital copy um, of, like, everything they've ever published. Okay, uh, Pat talked about the roots of Gaming Fix and how you guys all kind of met up randomly. But uh, do you guys see any projects in the future, obviously besides your, like, big 13-hour Game of the Year 
Um, I mean, I'd like us to do more review stuff. Uh, it's hard when, you know, everyone's working and it's like kind of a voluntary thing. I, I was doing some editing and reviews for some other sites, but I kind of walked back from that to focus more on getting stuff done for the fix.space site where you can go and find our reviews and our podcast. Uh, like I'm going to write a review with Alex from Gaming Fix um, for Doom. We're going to like collaborate on that. Probably write one for Half-Life Alex. Stuff like that. Because I want to write more. Uh, but it's just, you know, finding the time and energy when, you know, you work all day and then you get home. You're like, I just, I'd rather just play games. I don't want to write about games right now. But yeah, so that's kind of the big thing I'd like to do is get more games written and start getting like code in. And I'd like to do more video production. But again, it's like a time and energy. Maybe thing. then we should do some like, team ups because we have... Like, we have the ideas for, like, I want to say four other, sh- like, side shows that were just, like, I don't know. We record one podcast a week, plus we all Twitch stream for our for our channel. So it's, like, I don't know if we'd have time uh-huh. for all of it. Yeah. I, I You know, I, I'm totally open to collaboration and, like, because that's – if you want to, like, go somewhere in the game industry, which I, I would like to get into PR eventually, um, that, you know, collaborating and – helping other people get up so they can help you up and whatever. I think that's all very important. Yeah, Andre, how do you like to do your work and our work? <laughs> that's <bold. laughs> uh, You know, I, I'll, I'll send you my PayPal and we can... Uh, I'm told you have a lot so, of time right so, now. So Daddy gets the Venmo, I did the PayPal. Okay. Yeah. Second class citizen. Uh, uh, actually, I, I can't use Venmo because I don't have a U.S. phone number. <laughs> I was just looking at that uh, like a few weeks ago. I'm like, oh, well... Also, my PayPal's fucked because I actually finally was like, I should probably take it off my old U.S. number, huh? And then they're like, you need a U.S. phone number and uh, a Skype number doesn't work. Can't get a Google Voice without a landline or like a U.S. number. It's, you can't have a you Google know what? I'll Voice. I'll give you my work phone so, number. I don't use that for anything. You need. Uh, I'll, I'm talking to my mom tomorrow, so I'll get it figured <laughs> out. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been like, oh, my PayPal is kind of unusable at the moment. Oh well. We'll fix it. Um, where are you originally from? Uh, I am from Oregon. Eugene, Oregon, home of the Ducks. Uh, and Yeah, green and yellow. Uh, used to be Donald Duck in like the 50s. And then uh, Disney was like, hey, we're going to stop this uh, handshake deal we got. And then no longer Donald mm-hmm. Duck. You guys uh, you guys still got family out there? Uh, but uh, I, Yeah, my mom and my brother live there. Uh, I'm, I, I would like to move back to Pacific Northwest someday. Uh, it's the most beautiful place in the world in my opinion but uh right now i'm kind of waiting on health care to be not bad in the mm-hmm. states uh, you probably got a while you probably got a while uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so i'll i'll go back someday we'll see starting a family in japan is probably easier if i decide i want to do that but uh, i would like to go back to J- america at some point we'll see how many gundam statues have you seen I did not rate this. Well, I've, got, I've got the one on my desk. It's a Gundam wing. No, I mean zero. the actual uh, giant mo- models. That been, oh, well. Wait, wait. Probably we're on that topic. Do you have anything else? Uh, I've got uh, I've got a Ultra Instinct Goku statue that my girlfriend brought me from the arcade. Nice. And then I've got a I've got three uh, statues of three other Dragon Ball statues. One is like a 
is Goku and Vegeta, like, you put them together, and they're, like, back-to-back from the Brawly movie. I also that have out, that. Like, two years ago. And then a, a Gogeta statue that I got. Uh, I got those three from my school on my last day. That was, like, they're going away game nice. for me. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, my predecessor got a tie clip. I got some Dragon Ball statues. You win. Yeah. I see. Uh, but the Gundam statues, I think I, I've seen one, maybe two. Uh, they did replace the Gundam in Odaiba. I've seen it a few times, but I can't remember if they replaced it before I got here or after I got here. It's like now it's like the unicorn. Okay, Gundam. yeah. I saw the All one right. uh, near the Statue of Liberty. Yep, okay. that's in Odaiba. Yeah, I've seen that one. Have, that's that have you been one. to Team team labs yes that place is awesome i took my mom about a year ago team actually labs. i probably one year ago best. today yeah team lab borderless it's cool i wanted to go again and take my girlfriend uh but we had to cancel our i would always recommend team labs rip uh my last question here can we talk about sleep streams have you heard of this oh. uh is that you watch yes. people sleep uh i mean I guess we can talk about it. I've never done it. I'm just curious about like how that is a thing that exists in the world. You know, some people, I don't, I don't know. It's who, who have you, have you seen it? Who are you saying? Doing no, this? I just, I've looked it up. I've read it's a thing. And then I pulled up Twitch and I searched sleep streams and it came up with several options with the preview videos. And I said, no, no, no. You know, uh, it's it's all fun and games until someone wakes up in the middle of their eight-hour sleep stream to plug some, like, advanced GG or whatever. <laughs> Censor that. Don't give them money. <laughs> uh, don't give them advertising. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, hey, whatever makes people happy. If they're filling a need. It's like ASMR, but sleep. No, not for me, what I want is I want them to wake up in, with night terrors or that really messed up thing where they wake up and sleep. Uh, what is it? They can't move. Sleep yeah. paralysis. That, that sounds hilarious. Sleep <laughs> I, Have you ever? Have you no, ever? No, but it sounds like a visceral experience to watch watch it's, and be engaged with somebody. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you could. I don't know because you might not even realize unless maybe they'd freak out. I don't know. That's. I have had sleep paralysis. I'm, I'm a little more into karmic justice humor than. Uh, Somebody freaking out, some shock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's my mood right now. No, I'm 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 for the human experience. You ever see that that stream where it was just Shia LaBeouf as he sat in a theater for like 48 hours watching all of his films in a row? That was the real S- shit. Something wrong with you. I felt for him. <sighs> uh, did Did you go to his uh, performance art where he sat with a plastic bag over or like a paper bag over his head? No, that and just cried that's at people. Real when they stared at him. That's that's too real for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much, Andre, for being on our show. Do you want to tell us where everybody can find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. I, I sometimes tweet about games. Uh, and you can fo- follow uh, Gaming Fix at Fix Podcasts on Twitter, I believe. I, I always forget which one it is. Because uh, we're we've got too many names, uh, yeah. At Fix Podcasts, uh, Gaming Fix on Facebook, but we're not as active on there. You can catch us streaming the podcast on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, Facebook. 
Uh, if you just search Gaming Fix or follow us on Twitter, you'll see that go live. Uh, we usually stream Saturday mornings, uh, so like on America time, that's usually Sunday night for me, or no, Saturday night, uh, time zones. So yeah, uh, but you can also catch us on whatever podcast platform you like, or go to fix.space, oh, that's fixed with a Y, maybe if you heard last week, Pat explaining why that is, <laughs> uh, there actually is another gaming fix podcast with a normal spelling, but they didn't, had, they hadn't uploaded podcasts in a long time, so we just went with uh, the FYX spelling. So a little more behind the scenes goodness for you. Uh, yeah, so just I don't know, follow us there and keep up with us. Sometimes we give away games. Last year we did a, I think for episode 100 we did a big game giveaway or something like that. Then it's what you guys we since we've created our podcast we've kind of gotten into the community of like seeing all these different podcasts and I think you guys uh, have really like like been a back and forth that we really enjoyed and hanging out with you guys, talking with you guys. We even did where we watch the Game Awards, that kind of stuff. I think that that's where I'd like to see more like a collaboration between all of us hanging out and just doing a stream. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, it's hard just because of time zone yeah. stuff like, and because of like work. So like right now, normally I'd be in work because it's 1220 on a Friday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so normally I'd be in work, but uh, now I'm on spring break so I can be on, you know, happy stuff like that. So when I'm available i definitely want to try and get into more people's communities and stuff but it's very easy for me to just go like head down i'm going to play some games and not talk to anybody too so i got to fight that instinct well again thank you very much yeah now let's move on to one last thing one last thing where we have one last statement one last sentence to send us into the weekend and you the listener into the weekday for me surprisingly enough working from home has decreased my gaming who would have thunk I am sadness. Also, I'm growing a Quarren beard. Joel? That's two yeah, sentences. sentences yeah. They always take sure is. for that. Uh, so I I made a mud cake tonight, and... Uh, it's sad. It, it, it is sad. Uh, so this thing, I heated it up and then poured a bunch of the frosting from the pack that they gave you for it. And uh, I took a picture, and it just basically... It looks fecal on the top of it. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then I also found out after the fact that that whole packet that I poured on top of mine was meant to be for three different mud cakes. Nice. Did you eat so, the whole thing? <laughs> he did. I likely ate the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> like, likely. 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 Getty? Uh, I don't know how you can follow that up. It's too good. Uh, I don't know which one of you guys is editing this week, but I'm going to apologize for my shopping... Uh, on the eShop uh, during early adopters and the news definitely got Star Wars Jedi wow. Academy. So I've never felt so disrespected. <laughs> Should you though? Andre, what's your one last thing? Stars <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know if I don't know Is if that's that? in the new game, but it makes me think of the movies. Uh, can I can I do another yeah, take on that? <clears throat> Stars Okay. Okay, I feel better about that That's one. Good. That was really good. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I played some, Div- some uh, Division 2, and at this time it was on PS4, so I, my graphics didn't look like they were in 64 graphics. Joel nice. took some time for Animal Crossing, 
because you love Animal Crossing. I'm sorry, what? That was a that was a pleasant stream, let me tell you. It felt like a warm soup belly. Yeah, you know, I might need to take a break from what we normally do and just play some Animal Crossing. I need, need some self-care right now, you know? You didn't want to buy that when it came out, either. <laughs> I was trying to convince myself not to, mostly because I didn't want to buy a Switch and a second copy for Kelly, too. Uh, but it worked out exactly as I expected, so... Also, we have currently, uh, they just ended their stream, Kevin and his wife Sam. I, I'm never going to remember the name of this show. It's okay. Keeping it together with Sam and Kevin. Getting it, get, getting it together. Is, is the joke that they're getting a divorce if they, like, do Batman? <laughs> no. Like, what I, if? This is, like, their fourth playthrough, so, man, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, and then we also are going back to Metal, uh, Metal Gear Kevin doing uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. He is sneaking around to smooth jazz in a way that I, I tuned in just at the moment where he's like, Oh, Snake's freaking out. His stress level's high. I got the answer for that. And cranks up the smooth jazz. How, how far into Metal Gear Solid 4? He just beats the first boss. Ah, the, the, the octopus. Okay. okay. I, should ch- I should check out that stream and... Because uh, that game, I have put a lot of time into that game, and I think it's very good. I got, like, the big boss run, which is, like, hardest difficulty on under five hours, no alerts, no kills. Wow. That Yo, yeah, he's not doing that. <laughs> he's not doing that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very difficult. you got to do some bullshit in the <laughs> motorcycle chase scene. Like bouncing smoke grenades off walls oh, and really? stuff. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bonkers. But, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks I for really joining us. It was it. fun. It was a lot of fun. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the narcoleptic Twitch stream of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. GG. GG, Getty. Good game. GG, Andre. GG, Easy, Alec. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>